0: You're listening to True Parenting Audio, episode 61. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio Today, we're going to be talking about how to let go of the past so that you can be a better parent now. I want to start off with a quote, and this quote is from Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins says, Everybody's got a past. The past does not equal the future unless you live there. I find in my counseling practice and in talking with parents all the time that this issue of letting go of the past is one of the most important factors in what we do with our kids now and how we interact and connect with them in the present moment. One of the most common ways that parents and people in general cope with the past and specifically negative elements of the past is just to deny it. And the fact that we deny it doesn't mean that we've overcome it or that we don't still hold on to it. It just simply means that we deny it. I completely believe that when we're aware and we actually participate in the process of interacting with that past and coming to terms with it is when we're actually able to take back control and influence our future for the better. But today I want to talk specifically about how our past personally, as well as our past interactions with our children, play a huge role in our success today. So let's jump right in. Let's be honest. When kids do something that we've asked and taught them not to do, or when they refuse to do something we've asked them and taught them to do, it's probably not the first time that they've done that. It probably won't be the last either. And learning and change take repetition, they take time, they take practice. And with that said, it's important to note that we are always or almost always more effective in teaching them the value or skill we're intending to teach them in the middle of a problem or a situation when we actually deal with each offense or each issue as if it were an isolated incident. When we let multiple incidents stack up over time, it's easy to start to see the issue as a defining feature of our child's character rather than just seeing it as a mistake or a cry for help. At that point, people move from a position of problem-solving to a position of shaming. Sometimes when an issue happens repeatedly, it can be hard for us to let it go. For example, if I've asked my children 20 minutes ago to clean their toys off the living room floor without them complying with that. The first time it seems easy to simply set an enforceable limit, like you're free to go play outside or come to lunch as soon as the toys are cleaned. At that point, it may still be easy for us even to make that into a game and join in with your child in cleaning the toys up. But on the other hand, when you've asked him a thousand times every day for the last six months without seeing a major change, it becomes easier to justify using more forceful methods or even resorting to making judgments about his character like, I can't believe how lazy he is. When we can't let go and move forward with true effective principles and methods, we start working against our children and even against ourselves, sometimes without even knowing it. If we continue to hold on to it and harbor negative emotions about a situation or a child as a whole, it may even turn into a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. We can actually create the problem rather than making it better. Another example is that my children, probably like a lot of other boys out there, don't always put the toilet seat up, and sometimes they tinkle on the toilet seat a little bit. Especially my wife is not terribly excited about that, and I'm not really that excited about it either, and we've asked them multiple times to wipe the seat if they do tinkle on the seat, or to put the seed up. But it's just one of those things that happens with boys, and they're probably going to have to have a little bit more prompting in the future in order for that to happen in the long run. Hopefully, they'll get it by the time they get married. Letting go may also include letting go of past emotional pain that isn't necessarily associated with our specific issue or even with our child. People often talk about letting go of past hurts or grudges, but that can sometimes be easier said than done. Each time the issue arises, it seems to bring up everything from the past. It seems to trigger all those emotions again. It's not that you want to hold on to it and let it canker your, your reactions and your interactions and your relationships now. It just seems like you can't let it go. The question is, why is it so hard to let go? When I meet with clients in my office, I often tell them that the actual act of letting go is not really that hard. It's actually very simple. If you have ever really truly let go of something and moved on successfully and forgiven someone, you've probably experienced its simplicity in retrospect. When you finally actually let go, it really is kind of effortless. I often use a symbolic exercise with clients in my office that are struggling with letting go of something. Oftentimes it's an event or a painful emotion that they're fixated on from their past. And without prepping them in any way, I hand them a pencil or some other small object that fits comfortably in their hand, and I ask them to grip it tightly. Then I ask them to let it go. Inevitably, the item slips from their open hand and falls to the ground. I then ask them, was that hard? And I've never had anyone in the whole time that I've ever done this with them actually say to me that it was difficult. Then I ask them to pick up the item and picture that that item was a check written to them for $1 million. Or that it was the end of a rope that was holding someone they loved from falling off the side of a cliff. I then ask them, would that be hard to let go now? The answer has always been a resounding yes to this question. The task itself of physically letting go of an item is simple and easy, and the task itself doesn't change in difficulty, but the value we place on that item may indeed change and affect the difficulty of letting go of that thing. The truth is that most of us tend to have something that we're holding on to. And sometimes people consciously think they've forgiven, accepted, or let go. But when a situation arises with their child, they reenact that same or similar behavior from the past. They find themselves thinking and saying, You're always doing this. Last week you refused to pick up your socks and shoes. Yesterday you left your backpack in the middle of the floor. And now your toys are everywhere. I'm not your maid. Maybe they say things like, he's so lazy and ungrateful. This almost unconscious triggering of the past can even happen at a neurological level. There's a level of neurological or biological brain stuckness, so to speak, that happens. And that's often why we struggle to recognize that we've not let go. When we fail to let go of events, emotions, and stresses, they compound and lead us in directions of thought that are often distorted and untrue. In the examples that I shared with you, the child that didn't pick up his socks one time, his backpack another, and his toys may have had a different motive in each situation and may indeed be a very grateful and energetic child, but He simply forgot, or maybe he was preoccupied with something else, or was just displaying normal mistakes in his developmental learning process. Sometimes holding on to past hurt can create a feeling of personal entitlement in us. It gives us what we consider to be evidence or justification for our own negative reactions. It may even help us to establish a self indulgent sense of martyrdom. We may also believe that holding on to past events and emotions gives us ammunition in seeking what we want or need from our children or others. We may also feel that by holding on to the past, we're preparing or protecting ourselves or others, possibly, from future struggles. People think that if they let go of the bad things in their past, they'll happen again. Of course, these beliefs are fallacies. They aren't true, they don't benefit us, and they don't protect us. They just hold us back from living lives of growth and abundance and providing an environment where our children can do the same. So to simplify why it's so hard, For parents to let go, generally it's due to one of the following three basic reasons. First, we simply don't know that we haven't let go. Second, we perceive that there's some sort of benefit or payoff for holding on to it. Or third, and lastly, we believe that by holding on to something, it protects us or others in some way. If we're able to deal with the issue at hand without holding on to the past, we find cooperative solutions that teach our child, build the relationship, and upgrade ourselves in the process. So how do we let go? That's one of the questions that I get most often, is I know that it when we go through the exercise of holding on to that physical item and then letting go and realizing how simple the process of letting go is, but how difficult it is because of the values we place upon those things that we're holding on to. Parents always end up in the same place. How do I do it? How do I let go of these emotional struggles or these things from the past that I just can't seem to let go of? So I want to share with you four simple exercises or principles that will help you to let go. So the first one is to be aware of what you're holding on to. Do an inventory of the things that trigger strong physical and emotional reactions in you. Write them down and think about if there are any related events from your past that influence your thoughts and feelings regarding this trigger. It doesn't have to be some major traumatic event from your childhood but those that have significant trauma may want to consider how it affects current events, triggers, and reactions with your children. It could be something as simple as the fact that you have asked your child multiple times to change a specific behavior that you feel is inappropriate. Number two is to see it for what it really is. Recognize the value you're placing on holding on to whatever it is that you're holding on to. Recognize that our reason for holding on to it is a counterfeit. It holds no real value for you. So the fact that you get more upset about your son not cleaning his room this time because it's happened 10 times in the past 12 days does not more effectively teach the skills of responsibility for his things or for cleanliness nor does it motivate your child to get it clean more quickly or with better quality. So simply say to yourself, it doesn't matter that it happened 10 times in the past 12 days. It's happening now, and that's what I have to deal with, is what's happening now. And if we can do that, and we can respond in kind respectful sorts of ways and use our problem solving and all of the skills that we learn here at True Parenting and we'll have far greater success. Number three is let go physically. This means that you need to relax. When you notice that you're being triggered, do a body scan and release the tension in your body. Use the quick calm technique to practice letting go physically and managing our physical response more effectively. Pay close attention to what happens to how you feel. When we release our physical rigidity, we are better able to also release our emotional and mental rigidity. I find that when I'm holding on to something that's happened in the past and it's causing big emotions in me in the moment, if I'll simply focus on that thing and release the tension from my shoulders, take a deep breath, and use that quick calm technique, I find that it's almost like those things that I'm holding on to are released through the ends of my fingers and out of my head. It's almost like they just drop to the floor. And the fourth practical exercise or skill that you can use to help you let go of the past is to visualize letting go of it emotionally. As you perform the quick calm technique and your body and mind relax, close your eyes and visualize your emotion as a physical object that you're actually holding on to. Then, release your grip, both physically and mentally, and visualize the object of your emotional reaction floating away. This mental image can have a powerful effect on our ability to emotionally let go of those things that are holding us back in the moment. Most of the time, we know that we need to let go and move forward, but we struggle to know how. Whenever I find myself dredging up the past with my kids, I apply these four skills that we've talked about in this episode, including be aware of what you're holding on to, see it for what it really is let go physically, and visualize letting go of it emotionally. When I'm actually able to do those four things, then just like my clients let go of a pen, I let it go as well. It feels as though a weight has been lifted from my mind and body. When we can finally let go, we can be more present and make the most appropriate and effective decisions with our children. I've seen it in so many parents that I work with and have experienced it myself. And when we let go, we teach more intentionally. We act in ways that build the relationship instead of tear it down. And we upgrade ourselves at at our very core. So, in closing, I just want to ask you what do you need to let go of? I'd love to hear your answers. And if you have any questions about the four exercises that I shared, or if you just want to share your experience with them, come on over to Facebook at facebook.com slash true parenting, or you can stop by the blog and go to the article for this that goes along with this episode, how to let go of your past so that you can be a better parent now and leave a comment. Let us know what are the things that you're holding on to, Or what has been your experience of letting go of something in the past that's really helped you to be more present with your children now and to act in the most effective way possible? If you have not gotten your free Quick Calm Toolkit, come on over to the blog and go to trueparenting.net slash quick calm toolkit and you can get the audio exercise, as well as some bonus features as well, just for putting your email in and getting on the True Parenting email list. If you're wanting to take it a step further and learn a little bit more about relaxation and meditation and how to really give yourself the kind of calm and mindful demeanor that you long for, come on over to trueparenting.net slash Get True Calm, and you can get our eight-track series of daily meditations. Becky Ains of PositiveParents.org recently said of the True Calm series, I've struggled with meditation in the past. When I sit and try to focus on my breaths, my mind wanders into a thousand different places. That's why I love the guided meditations offered in this series. I put my headphones on first thing in the morning or after I put the kids to bed at night, and I choose one of these relaxing audios to renew my mind and spirit. Deb Ingino of strengthleader.com has also said this regarding the True Calm series. She said, as parents, we find ourselves being pulled in so many different directions, spinning plates in the air while we attempt to spend time and fully connect with the best part of our lives, our children. The True Calm series is a wonderful program of guided meditation for today's busy parents to get centered, refreshed, and relaxed, providing parents with a renewed opportunity to engage and enjoy your children and your life. So make sure to come on over to trueparenting.net slash get true calm and find out more about the True Calm series and how it can benefit you and your family and find out what Deb and Becky are raving about. And as always, if you ever have any questions, I'll try to answer them the best I can. You can go ahead and email me at smithson at parenting.net. And again, thank you so much for listening to the True Parenting Audio podcast. And I hope that all of you are able to take what we talked about today and utilize it in your daily life with your children. I hope that you're able to put those things in the past where they belong and let go. So thanks again for listening and have a wonderful day.